the autonomic nervous system. So the autonomic nervous system is divided into the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic is the rest and digest system, um, whereas the parasympathetic is the fight or flight. So anatomically, um, these differ. The parasympathetic arises from both cranial nerve um, and sacral plexus. So cranial nerve nuclei 3, 7, 9 and 10 and sacral sections S2, 3 and 4. The sympathetic arises from T1 through to L2 and comes out to form the sympathetic chain which lie on either side of the spinal cord and do extend above and below those levels. Um, in terms of the ganglia, they're also different for the system. So parasympathetic, you have your ciliary, your submandibular, pterygopalatine, and otic ganglia. Um, the ganglion tend to be much closer to the organ so that you have a long pre-ganglionic and a short post-ganglionic neuron, um, as opposed to the sympathetic, which has quite short pre-ganglionic and then long post-ganglionic. So the main um, ganglions with the sympathetic, you have some up in the cervical region, so the superior, middle and inferior, or the stellate ganglion in the neck. And then in the GIT, you have the celiac, the superior mesenteric, inferior mesenteric, and then down in the pelvis, the coccygeal ganglion. Um, these systems also differ in their receptors and their neurotransmitters. So the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, they both have um, preganglionic neurons that release acetylcholine and act on nicotinic. So that's at the first junction with the um, preganglionic releasing acetylcholine and acting on nicotinic receptors, which are um, ligand-gated iron channels. Um, after that is where they differ. So the postganglionic neuron for the parasympathetic um, releases acetylcholine and then acts on muscarinic receptors, whereas for the sympathetic nervous system, um, it can actually have a few types. So it can have the release of norepinephrine, which is then acting on your adrenergic and dopaminergic receptors. It can release acetylcholine, which is a bit unusual, but um, that's for the, the sweat glands. Um, or it can act directly on the cells in the adrenal medulla that directly release adrenaline and noradrenaline. So that's the way that goes. Um, in terms of organ effects for these two systems, um, so generally the sympathetic is getting you ready to run away. Um, so for your eyes, you get mydriasis, which is the dilated eye, good for long sight. Um, saliva, it's thick and viscous. Your trachea and bronchi are dilated. Your heart, you have increased heart rate, increased contractility. Your adrenals have an increased noradrenaline and adrenaline release, so usually adrenaline is 80%, noradrenaline 20%. Um, kidneys, you actually have a decreased blood flow to your kidneys, um, so that decreases quite markedly with exercise. Um, 
um, at rest, your renal blood flow is around 1,200 mils a minute. And with exercise, it decreases down to 250 mils per minute. So that's sort of a, a less than 25% of the, of, the, of the rate that it was at, at rest. Um, the other effects of that is you also have an increased renin release. Um, which goes to activate the renal, renal angiotensin system and increase blood pressure and volume. Your GIT effects, you have decreased motility and increased tone of all your sphincters. So um, the idea is that you don't want to be digesting food or having to go to the bathroom. Um, bladder and gut, you have relaxation of the detrusor and tightening of the sphincters because again, you don't want to have to pass urine, you just want the bladder to be holding the urine and not making you feel like you need to go to the toilet. Um, and the other thing that this can do in the gen um, genital region is cause ejaculation. Um, skeletal muscle, you have dilation of your blood vessels, get lots of um, blood going to the muscles ready to run away. Um, and skin, the mucous membranes, and the splanchnic blood vessels are all constricted. They're not essential at the moment. So, in comparison to this, the parasympathetic, you, your eyes, you have meiosis, so constriction, um, good for near vision, and increased tear secretion from your lacrimal glands. Um, your saliva outputs are copious and watery. Um, Trachea and bronchite causes constriction and increased mucus secretion. So that's where our anti-muscarinics um, come in, like ipotropium, acting to decrease that effect. Um, you can get a vaguely mediated bradycardia and also decreased contractility. Um, and then for the GIT, you have increased motility, decreased tone, and for your bladder and and genital urinaries. Um, so this is parasympathetic, it's actually what stimulates erection um, and increases the need to pass urine. So yep, that's it. G protein coupled receptors are very common membrane receptors. They've got seven transmembrane domains and then three extracellular and three intracellular loops. The intracellular portion is coupled to G proteins, which is the important part of this. Uh, so G proteins, there's three proteins as a little complex um, with alpha, beta and gamma subunits. Um, the alpha subunit usually activates independently and the beta gamma subunits stick together and do their bits um, as a little little team um, so the different types of G protein coupled receptors depends on the effects listed so you have three main classes um, G I um, protein receptors G S receptors and GQ receptors so GI and GS both elicit their downstream effects on the amounts of cyclic AMP in the cell and GQ acts through the pathway of um, changing the amount of IP3 
and DAG, so IP3 is called inositol triphosphate and DAG is diacylglycerol. So GI and GS are acting on the cyclic AMP and GQ is acting on the inositol triphosphate and the diacylglycerol. So what happens when these various receptors are activated? So GS coupled receptors, um, they're your beta 1, beta 2 and beta 3 adrenergic receptors. They are also um, your serotonin 4, 6 and 7 receptors, um, as many others as well. So they're the sort of stimulatory actions. So act, um, so a, sub, a substrate acting on a GS protein coupled receptor, it will cause um, activation of adenylate cyclase and so increase cyclic AMP levels, increase pro- protein kinase A levels, increase the phosphorylation of various products and so overall an increased intracellular calcium level. Um, so more calcium coming in through L-type calcium channels as well as more getting released from the sarcoplasmic reticulum. And also you're going to have increased phosphorylation of troponin C. So overall you're ha- like having increased action. So increased contraction, increased um, lucitropy, which is relaxation. It just depends where they are, but overall you're having an increase in cyclic AMP. So GI coupled receptors on the other hand cause a decrease in cyclic AMP so they um, that overall then causes increased potassium efflux from a cell and decreased um, calcium levels and decreased calcium influx so usually the opposite kind of effects Um, examples of that are like alpha 2 receptors opioid receptors um, and muscarinic 2 and 4 receptors so muscarinic 2 are in the heart muscarinic 4 in the cns as well as um, as in serotonin receptors 1 and 5 so overall decrease in intracellular cyclic amp then the gq receptors so they're acting in a different pathway so activation of those causes um, increase formation of the ip3 um, and then that's causing increased calcium release from the endoplasmic reticulum so increasing intracellular calcium and the increase in the dag which activates um, protein kinase c and increases calcium by that way so examples of gq coupled receptors are your adrenergic adrenergic alpha 1 receptor um, your muscarinic 1, your muscarinic 3, and your muscarinic 5, and your 5-HT2, so your serotonin 2 receptor. I'm going to talk about adrenergic receptors, dopaminergic receptors, muscarinic receptors um, and nicotinic receptors. So adrenergic receptors um, there's alpha and beta, alpha 1 and alpha 2. Um, in the beta there's beta 1, beta 2 and beta 3. 
These are all G-protein coupled receptors. Alpha-1 receptors are found in vascular smooth muscle, genital urinary smooth muscle, the liver, the intestines and the heart. Um, and they are GQ-coupled protein receptors, which activation results in increased inositol triphosphate, IP3, or inc and increase in diacylglycerol, increased DAG, which overall increases phospholipase C and increases intracellular calcium. G or alpha-2 receptors are GI-coupled receptors, so activation of these is an inhibitory type response, so results in decreased cyclic AMP. Um, alpha-2 receptors are located in the central nervous system, um, presynaptic nerve terminals. They are also in vascular smooth muscle, platelets, and pancreatic islet cells. And of interest, A2 activation in vascular smooth muscle does actually cause contraction of that muscle. However, alpha-2 agonists are used as antihypertensives due to their decreased um, sympathetic outflow effects due to their presynaptic nerve terminal and central nervous system effects. Beta receptors, so beta-1 receptors, they are located in the heart, um, in the juxtaglomerular cells, which is responsible for renin release, and the salivary glands. Um, they are GS-coupled protein receptors, so activation of that causes increase in intracellular cyclic AMP um, and overall increase in intracellular calcium. The beta-2 receptors are located in smooth muscle in the bronchioles, um, the vascular, the gastrointestinal tract and the genital urinary tract. They're also GS-protein-coupled and caused by increased cyclic AMP. Beta-3 receptors, um, they are located in the adipose tissue and are responsible for lipolysis and thermogenesis. Uh, they're also GS protein coupled and cause increased intracellular cyclic AMP. Dopaminergic receptors, um, so D1 receptors are in the kidney and vascular smooth muscle and cause vasodilation. They are GS protein coupled. Um, so increased cyclic AMP, which causes vasodilation in vascular smooth muscle. Um, the rest, there's D2, D3, D4, and D5. D1, D2 is in the brain and the caudate putamen, sort of related with Parkinson's disease. It's a in GI protein coupled, so overall going to decrease cyclic AMP, decrease protein kinase A. Um, just with regard to the... Um, alpha-2 receptors, so they have subtypes, there's alpha-2A, alpha-2B and alpha-2C. Alpha-2A, it's more in the central nervous system and Prazosin has a very high affinity for alpha-2A. Um, alpha-2B is more in vascular smooth muscle and causes more of the vasoconstriction effects and alpha-2C is more in the central nervous system with the um, analgesic and sedating effects. So now we'll talk about muscarinic receptors. So they are also G-protein coupled receptors, um, metabotropic receptors, which all of these G-proteins are, which means it acts through a second messenger. So there's five muscarinic receptors, M1 through to M5. M1 are located in the autonomic ganglia, the saliva, saliva glands and the stomach. They're GQ protein coupled receptors, which means 
they stimulate stimulate an increase in um, IP3 and DAG, which is going to re result in increased phospholipase C and increased calcium. Um, so that's them. The M2 muscarinic receptors are located in the heart. They are GI protein coupled. The effect of that is going to be decreasing intracellular cyclic AMP, um, hyperpolarizing the cell, decreasing calcium. So that's going to slow the heart rate, um, slow the speed of depolarization, decrease inotropy, decrease conduction velocity, um, and that's sort of all your vagal effects in the heart. GQ coupled receptor is M3, so M3 it's in um, causes smooth muscle contraction, so it is located in the eyes, it's causing pupillary constriction, bronchoconstriction, um, causes increased glandular secretions, increased insulin release. Um, it actually can stimulate nausea as well in the central nervous system. Um, there causes so GQ protein coupled, so it causes increase in IV3 and increased DAG, increased phospholipase, increased intracellular calcium. Um, M4 receptors, so they are in the central nervous system, they are GI protein coupled, they inhibit acetylcholine release in the striatum, they inhibit locomotion, um, not that commonly kind of talked about with all of this. And M5 is GQ coupled and is in the central nervous system as well. So talking about nicotinic receptors next, um, they are different, they're not G-protein coupled, they are ion channels, so they're non-selective ion channels and when stimulated they allow conduction of sodium and potassium um, and generally they cause an excitatory postsynaptic potential. So a nicotinic receptor, um, it's composed of five subunits around a central pore which is a similar structure for a lot of the ion channels like GABA-A, glycine um, and the serotonin, some of, most of the serotonin channels. Um, so to be activated to acetylcholine bind and cause a kind of twisting motion which opens the channel. Um, there's subtypes of nicotinic receptors, so there's the muscle type and the neuronal type. So you might recall that nicotinic receptors, they are with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nerve, nervous system, they're the transmitters in that um, Presynaptic to postsynaptic junction, um, and then they for the for the um, skeletal muscle they are the postsynaptic to the neuromuscular junction receptors. So there's neuronal types which are at those nerve to nerve junctions, and muscular types which is at that nerve to muscular junction. So it's relevant because the neuromuscular blocking drugs that we use tend to only act on the muscular type and that's just due to the different subunit components that make up these types. So the muscle type, um, it also has two forms, embryonic form and the adult form and that just depends on the subunits that compose it. So the common subunit is having, it's five subunits in total, so commonly they have, both have two alpha-1 subunits, both have a beta-1 subunit both have a delta subunit and then the differing between embryonic and adult is embryonics have um, a 
gamma subunit and the adult ones have an epsilon subunit. Um, and for the adults, like, well, for all these nicotinic ones, the subunit for the muscular binding ones is sort of between alpha plus, and then depending if it's adult or, um, yeah, the adult one is either alpha plus epsilon or alpha plus delta. And then for the neuronal ones, it's alpha plus beta. So they have slightly different binding sites. Um, that's pretty much it. I might just mention the serotonin receptors as well. So there are um, seven types. And of those seven types, one and five are GI protein receptors. Number two is a GQ protein receptor. And four, six, and seven are GS-linked, and then 5-HT3 is a um, ionic. I'm going to talk about adrenergic receptors, dopaminergic receptors, muscarinic receptors, um, and nicotinic receptors. So adrenergic receptors um, there's alpha and beta, alpha 1 and alpha 2. Um, in the beta there's beta 1, beta 2 and beta 3. These are all G protein coupled receptors. Alpha 1 receptors are found in vascular smooth muscle, genital urinary smooth muscle, the liver, the intestines and the heart. Um, and they are GQ coupled protein receptors which Activation results in increased inositol triphosphate, IP3, or inc and increase in diacylglycerol, increased DAG, which overall increases phospholipase C and increases intracellular calcium. G or alpha-2 receptors are GI-coupled receptors, so activation of these is an inhibitory type response, so results in decreased cyclic AMP. Um, alpha-2 receptors are located in the central nervous system, um, presynaptic nerve terminals. They are also in vascular smooth muscle, platelets and pancreatic islet cells. And of interest, A2 activation in vascular smooth muscle does actually cause contraction of that muscle. However, alpha-2 agonists are used as antihypertensives due to their decreased um, sympathetic outflow effects due to their presynaptic nerve terminal and central nervous system effects. Beta receptors, so beta-1 receptors, they are located in the heart, um, in the juxtaglomerular cells, which is responsible for renin release, and the salivary glands. Um, they are GS-coupled protein receptors, so activation of that causes increase in intracellular cyclic AMP um, and overall increase in intracellular calcium. The beta-2 receptors are located in smooth muscle in the bronchioles, um, the vascular, the gastrointestinal tract and the genital urinary tract. They're also GS protein coupled and caused by increased cyclic AMP. Uh, beta-3 receptors, um, they are located in the adipose tissue and are responsible for lipolysis and thermogenesis. Uh, they're also GS protein coupled and cause increased intracellular cyclic AMP. Dopaminergic receptors, um, so 
D1 receptors are in the kidney and fascia smooth muscle and cause vasodilation. They are GS protein coupled, um, so increased cyclic AMP, which causes vasodilation in vascular smooth muscle. Um, the rest, there's D2, D3, D4, and D5. D1, D2 is in the brain and the caudate putamen, sort of related with Parkinson's disease. It's a in GI protein coupled, so overall going to decrease cyclic AMP, decrease protein kinase A. Um, just with regard to the um, alpha-2 receptors, so they have subtypes, there's alpha-2A, alpha-2B and alpha-2C. Alpha-2A, it's more in the central nervous system and Prazosin has a very high affinity for alpha-2A. Um, alpha-2B is more in vascular smooth muscle and causes more of the vasoconstriction effects and alpha-2C is more in the central nervous system with the um, analgesic and sedating effects. So now we'll talk about muscarinic receptors. So they are also G-protein coupled receptors, um, metabotropic receptors, which all of these G-proteins are, which means it acts through a second messenger. So there's five muscarinic receptors, M1 through to M5. M1 are located in the autonomic ganglia, Saliva, saliva glands and the stomach. They're GQ protein coupled receptors, which means they stimulate, stimulate an increase in um, IP3 and DAG, which is going to re result in increased phospholipase C and increased calcium. Um, so that's them. The M2 muscarinic receptors located in the heart they are GI protein coupled the effect of that is going to be decreasing intracellular cyclic AMP um, hyperpolarizing the cell decreasing calcium so that's going to slow the heart rate um, slow the speed of depolarization decrease inotropy decrease conduction velocity um, and that's sort of all your vagal effects in the heart GQ coupled receptor is M3, so M3, it's in, um, causes smooth muscle contraction, so it is located in the eyes, it's causing pupillary constriction, bronchoconstriction, um, causes increased glandular secretions, increased insulin release, um, it actually can stimulate nausea as well in the central nervous system. Um, there causes, so GQ protein coupled so it causes increase in IV3 and increased DAG, increased phospholipase, increased intracellular calcium. Um, M4 receptors, so they are in the central nervous system, they are GI protein coupled, they inhibit acetylcholine release in the striatum, they inhibit locomotion, um, not that commonly kind of talked about with all of this. And M5 is GQ coupled and is in the central nervous system as well. So talking about nicotinic receptors next, um, they are different, they're not G-protein coupled, they are ion channels, so they're non-selective ion channels and when stimulated they allow conduction of sodium and potassium um, and generally they cause an excitatory postsynaptic potential. So a nicotinic receptor um, it's 
composed of five subunits around a central pore, which is a similar structure for a lot of the ion channels like GABA-A, the glycine, um, and the serotonin, some of, most of the serotonin channels. Um, so to be activated, two acetylcholine bind and it causes kind of twisting motion which opens the channel. Um, there's subtypes of nicotinic receptors. So there's the muscle type and the neuronal type. So you might recall that nicotinic receptors, they are with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nerve, nervous system, they're the transmitters in that um, presynaptic to postsynaptic junction. Um, and then they, for the, for the um, skeletal muscle, they are the postsynaptic to the neuromuscular junction receptors. So there's neuronal types which are at those nerve to nerve junctions and muscular types which is at that nerve to muscular junction. So it's relevant because the neuromuscular blocking drugs that we use tend to only act on the muscular type and that's just due to the different subunit components that make up these types. So the muscle type, um, it also has two forms, embryonic form and the adult form and that just depends on the subunits that compose it. So the common subunit is having it's five subunits in total. So commonly they have both have two alpha one subunits, both have a beta one subunit, both have a delta subunit, and then the differing between embryonic and adult is embryonics have um, a gamma subunit and the adult ones have an epsilon subunit. Um, and for the adults, like well, for all these nicotinic ones, the subunit for the muscular binding ones is sort of between alpha plus and then depending if it's adult or um, yeah the adult one is either alpha plus epsilon or alpha plus delta and then for the neuronal ones it's alpha plus beta so they have slightly different binding sites um, that's pretty much it I might just mention the serotonin receptors as well so there are um, seven types and of those seven types one and five are GI protein receptors. Number two is a GQ protein receptor. And four, six, and seven are GS linked. And then 5-HT3 is a um, ionic. talk about adrenergic receptors, dopaminergic receptors, muscarinic receptors, um, and nicotinic receptors. So adrenergic receptors, um, there's alpha and beta, alpha 1 and alpha 2. Um, in the beta, there's beta 1, beta 2, and beta 3. These are all G-protein coupled receptors. Alpha-1 receptors are found in vascular smooth muscle, genital urinary smooth muscle, the liver, the intestines, and the heart. Um, and they are GQ-coupled protein receptors, which activation results in increased inositol triphosphate, IP3, or inc and increase in diacylglycerol, increased DAG which overall increases phospholipase C and increases intracellular calcium. G, oh, alpha-2 receptors are GI-coupled receptors, so activation of these is an inhibitory type 
response, so results in decreased cyclic AMP. Um, alpha-2 receptors are located in the central nervous system, um, presynaptic nerve terminals. They are also in vascular smooth muscle, platelets and pancreatic islet cells. And of interest, A2 activation in vascular smooth muscle does actually cause contraction of that muscle. However, alpha-2 agonists are used as antihypertensives due to their decreased um, sympathetic outflow effects due to their presynaptic nerve terminal and central nervous system effects. Beta receptors, so beta-1 receptors, they are located in the heart, um, in the juxtaglomerular cells, which is responsible for renin release, and the salivary glands. Um, they are GS-coupled protein receptors, so activation of that causes increase in intracellular cyclic AMP, um, and overall increase in intracellular calcium. The beta-2 receptors are located in smooth muscle in the bronchioles, um, the vascular, the gastrointestinal tract and the genital urinary tract. They're also GS protein coupled and caused by increased cyclic AMP. Uh, beta-3 receptors, um, they are located in the adipose tissue and are responsible for lipolysis and thermogenesis. Uh, they're also GS protein coupled and cause increased intracellular cyclic AMP. Dopaminergic receptors, um, so D1 receptors are in the kidney and vascular smooth muscle and cause vasodilation. They are GS protein coupled, um, so increased cyclic AMP which causes vasodilation in vascular smooth muscle. Um, the rest, there's D2, D3, D4 and D5. D1, D2 is in the brain and the caudate putamen, sort of related with Parkinson's disease. It's a in GI protein coupled, so overall going to decrease cyclic AMP, decrease protein kinase A. Um, just with regard to the um, alpha-2 receptors, so they have subtypes, there's alpha-2A, alpha-2B and alpha-2C. Alpha-2A, it's more in the central nervous system and Prazosin has a very high affinity for Alpha-2A. Um, Alpha-2B is more in vascular smooth muscle and causes more of the vasoconstriction effects. And Alpha-2C is more in the central nervous system with the um, analgesic and sedating effects. So now we'll talk about muscarinic receptors. So they are also G-protein coupled receptors. Um, metabotropic receptors, which all of these G proteins are, which means it acts through a second messenger. So there's five muscarinic receptors, M1 through to M5. M1 are located in the autonomic ganglia, the saliva, saliva glands and the stomach. They're GQ protein coupled receptors, which means they stimulate, stimulate an increase in um, IP3 and DAG which is going to result in increased phospholipid C and increased calcium. Um, so that's them. The M2 muscarinic receptors are located in the heart. They are GI protein coupled. The effect of that is going to be decreasing intracellular cyclic AMP, um, hyperpolarizing the cell, decreasing calcium. So that's going to slow the heart rate, um, slow the speed of depolarization, decrease inotropy, decrease conduction velocity, um, 
and that's with all your vagal effects in the heart. GQ coupled receptor is M3, so M3 it's in um, causes smooth muscle contraction, so it is located in the eyes, so causing pupillary constriction, bronchoconstriction, um, causes increased glandular secretions, increased insulin release. Um, it actually can stimulate nausea as well in the central nervous system. Um, there causes so GQ protein coupled, so it causes increase in IV3 and increased DAG, increased phospholipase, increased intracellular calcium. Um, M4 receptors, so they are in the central nervous system. They are GI protein coupled. They inhibit acetylcholine release in the striatum. They inhibit locomotion, um, not that commonly kind of talked about with all of this. And M5 is GQ coupled and is in the central nervous system as well. So talking about nicotinic receptors next, um, they are different, they're not G protein coupled, they are ion channels. So they're non-selective ion channels and when stimulated they allow conduction of sodium and potassium um, and generally they cause an excitatory postsynaptic potential. So a nicotinic receptor, um, it's composed of five subunits around a central pore which is a similar structure for a lot of the ion channels like GABA-A, the glycine um, and the serotonin, so most of the serotonin channels. Um, so to be activated to acetylcholine bind and the cause of kind of twisting motion which opens the channel. Um, there's subtypes of nicotinic receptors, so there's the muscle type and the neuronal type. So you might recall that nicotinic receptors, they are with the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nerve, nervous system, they're the transmitters in that um, presynaptic to postsynaptic junction. Um, and then they, for the, for the um, skeletal muscle, they are the postsynaptic to the neuromuscular junction receptors. So there's neuronal types which are at those nerve-to-nerve -nerve junctions and muscular types which is at that nerve-to-muscular junction. So it's relevant because the neuromuscular blocking drugs that we use tend to only act on the muscular type and that's just due to the different subunit components that make up these types. So the muscle type, um, it also has two forms, embryonic form and the adult form and that just depends on the subunits that compose it. So the common subunit is having it's five subunits in total. So commonly they have both have two alpha-1 subunits, both have a beta-1 subunit, both have a delta subunit and then the differing between embryonic and adult is embryonics have um, a gamma subunit and the adult ones have an epsilon subunit. Um, and for the adults, like well for all these nicotinic ones, the subunit for the muscular binding ones is sort of between alpha and then depending if it's adult or, um, yeah the adult one is either alpha plus epsilon or alpha plus delta and then for the neuronal ones it's alpha plus beta so they have slightly different binding sites um, that's pretty much it I might just mention the serotonin receptors as well so there are um, seven types and of those seven types 
one in five are GI protein receptors, number two is a GQ protein receptor, and four, six, and seven are GS-linked, and then 5-HT3 is a um, ionic.